All right, good morning and welcome once again. What a wonderful day it is. What a wonderful time it is to be alive. I was just uh, thinking today uh, as I drove over here today, um, how fortunate we are to be the generation that is experiencing everything that we're experiencing today. God, is, God has been doing some, I mean, just some miraculous things. I, you know, I've been a pastor, I've followed, I've been a Christ follower since I guess I was six or seven years old. So it's well over, you know, 65 years ago, I began to follow Christ, but it's been the last probably 15 years or so, I have seen things move so quickly in the kingdom of God, and so much come to light, so much transformational truth. It's just amazing, and I'm, I'm blown away, and I feel privileged to be part of the generation that's on the earth today. I, I only have one wish, and that is that I was uh, 30 years old again. And I was contemplating that the other day, and actually, uh, the Lord said, well, age is just a number. Why don't you just be 30? <laughs> I said, that sounds good to me. So when you look at me, to see a 30-year-old, because that's, I, I, I've got a lot to say, I've got a lot to get out over the years, and I, I need some years to get it done. I want to be, I, I'm excited about this. I want to be part of what uh, the next generation even experiences. I want, I want to experience it as well. So it's good. All right, I want to begin this morning, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13. I want to stretch you out a little bit today. I want you to listen with your spirit ears, open your spirit eyes, and, and catch what I have to teach this morning. Last Sunday morning I said that when I teach, you should catch more than the words. I'm, I'm imparting the Christ that is within me to the Christ that is within you. And when that frequency, when we're on the same wavelength, brother, we can really move into some good things. So I want you to tune in today. Tune out everything else going on and just tune in to what the Spirit of God would say to you this morning. And let's just open up ourselves to him. All right. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13 says this. I've read this verse a lot, but every time I read it, it makes my spirit jump inside. So I keep coming back to it because it lays it out so clearly. I think what, what's happened and is continuing to happen. Colossians 1 and 13 says that he, 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 Jesus has, the Father has, delivered us from the power of darkness and he has conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear son so when you when you first look at that verse i i think we overlook when you first look at it you that this is something that he's done we had no part of it he has delivered us from the power of darkness and he has translated us into the kingdom of God's dear son. Two words really stand out to me in that verse. One is delivered, the other is translated. This is that he has done. He has taken us from one, from one domain, from one level, and he has placed us in another level. I'll talk to you about that placing today of moving you from one dimension to another dimension. And I like the word translated. To me, that, that is kind of a mysterious word. And it speaks of something that is done instantly. When I think of translated, I think of uh, the time that Jesus was in the boat. And when he got in the boat with the disciples, immediately they found themselves on the other side of the lake. They were translated. It, it was an instantaneous happening. There is, a, there is a deliverance. This was a deliverance in, in verse 13. You were delivered from and translated to. The deliverance that has been happening and, and is continuing to happen all the time. We're, we're going through this process of deliverance. 
I don't have a, you know, the old concept of deliverance was we were trying to get demons and devils out of people. That's not really what God wants to do with deliverance. In deliverance, he's doing what he's talking about in his 13th verse. He's taking you from one dimension to another dimension, and it's a work that he does. I would say to you today that the deliverance that has happened and continues to happen is a lot deeper than we ever envisioned. It's a lot greater than what we ever thought. The deliverance that we have come through and are coming through is not just the stripping away of, from a legalistic church, although that is a great deliverance that a lot of us have experienced, right? We were caught up in, in some, some serious legalism. We didn't know it, but we got delivered from it. It's not just that. It's deeper than a false belief system that, we have, that we've had to de detox from. We've all gone through some detoxification, some restoration. I don't like the word deconstruct. I like the word restoration a lot better. We've come through a lot of restoration. It's, it's, it's deeper than any of those things. You see, it's one thing to walk out of Babylonian captivity, to walk out of that legalistic church, to walk out of that, that, that toxic belief system we had. It's one thing to walk out of that Babylonian captivity. It's another thing. It's an entirely different thing for all of Babylon to be extracted out of our thoughts, out of our hearts, out of the way that we live. So we're talking about something bigger than just a religious detoxing or coming out of a religious system. That's, that's how we walked out of Babylon. Now, the deliverance that's going on today is he's taking all of Babylon out of us. Not everything of the world. Everything that would smack of the world. And how does he do that? Well, I'll tell you how he does it. He shuts every gate that Babylon enters through. You don't watch what Babylon watches. You no longer read what Babylon reads. You no longer listen to what Babylon listens to. He is cutting off the food supply that has kept Babylon in existence. And I'm not talking, don't, don't, get, don't get it confused this morning. I'm not talking about holiness. I'm not talking about uh, sanctification. I'm not talking about some religious activity. I'm talking about coming into an entirely different dimension of life. He's bringing you out of one. He has delivered you from the power of darkness and all, everything that is encompassed in darkness, everything that has robbed us of the abundant life, everything that has kept us from uh, moving in the spirit as easily and rapidly as Jesus did. All those things. And to do it, he's had to cut off the food supply. In other words, he's changing what we read, what we listen to, what we watch. All of those things. Now, back in the day, we, we tied those to being saved or being a Christian. It has nothing to do with that. It, what, all the, it, what it has totally to do with is bringing you to a place where you are so finely tuned to spirit. You, you've, you've had these other voices extracted. The, all the, the Babylonian distractions have been removed. And now you're so primed in spirit that you're hearing in spirit more clearly than you ever even heard in the natural. That's what total extraction of Babylon means. And it involves, it involves a change even in how we see reality. It's a deliverance in the way we think. And how we think is pretty much shared by all humanity because that's how we've been groomed. 
And I understand what I'm telling you this morning and this whole teaching is going to put you outside the box of security. And if I put you outside the box of security this morning, I probably have accomplished my purpose. We've been very carefully crafted by the world to keep you inside the box. When Paul says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 that we don't be conformed to the world, but we be transformed by the renewing of our mind, that's what I'm talking about. Every entanglement the world has on you, doesn't mean I don't go to the movies, doesn't mean I don't smoke a cigar, doesn't mean, you know, I don't drink a glass of fireball. I do all those things, I'll just tell you. Doesn't mean any of that. What it means is there's nothing that's penetrating into my life out of that world system. And the world transformed there is the word metamorpho. We, we, the English word's metamorphosis. It's the process a caterpillar goes through when it comes into the cocoon and comes out a butterfly. Right? It's, a to, it's, a, it's a species of being never existed before. That butterfly never existed. Those bright orange wings with black, the monarch butterfly, he didn't exist when that caterpillar went in. So as you are, are metamorphosized, <laughs> as, you are, as you come into the cocoon, and we've been in a cocoon, and while we're in that cocoon, he's cutting off every source of Babylonian food supply. And when you come out of the cocoon, you're the butterfly, you're a species of being that never existed before. You have been transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've come into an entirely different way of thinking and no longer are you thinking from mind and intellect. You're now thinking out of spirit. You're thinking from internally. You're thinking from inside. We're talking about a different plane and plan of consciousness than what we had before. We're, we're stepping out of a paradigm of reality that has engulfed mankind and we have got to be delivered out of it if our sonship and daughterhood is to be manifested and established. So we're beginning to step into what God is doing in the now. See, it's the dawning of a new day. It's, it's waking up that caterpillar coming out and waking up to a brand new world. Now let me go scientific on you for just a minute, very simplistically. Science tells us that the mind has, simplistically speaking, traces in grooves or highways. I like highways. Highways in your mind, grooves in your mind, tracks in your mind. And these tracks process through experience and data that's fed to them how you, how you live, how, how you make decisions. Those tracks process what is experienced or seen like like a highway. You know, a highway, you run up and down it. I, I, I've lived in Houston since 1980. That's almost 40 years. I know I-10, Derry, Ashford, to Katy. I know every exit. Even though they build new stores and restaurants and build, I know where each exit is. I know Eldridge, Highway 6, Barker Cypress. I, I can go all the way out to Katy. And tell, I've run up and down that highway in the last 40 years between here and the little town of Katy. I've run up and down that highway hundreds and hundreds of times. I know every turn, every bump, every curve in that highway. All right? Now, we, we, the more times you run up and down the highway, the more familiar you become with it. 
The more times you think the same thought, the deeper that track or that groove, that highway in your mind, the more deeply entrenched it becomes. So some of you have been trained, you know, all of us have been trained since the time that we, we could remember to think certain ways, to react certain ways, to like certain things, dislike certain things, to believe this is possible, that's not possible. Look, with your background and your, you can't ever be that. We've been, we have been groomed like that, and we've thought it, and thought it, and thought it. And those grooves, those tracks, those highways tell us what we can do. They set the parameters of our life. They tell us what's possible, what is impossible. It's, it's, it's like this. Mary, Mary fought that in Luke chapter 1, when the angel of the Lord comes to Mary. Let me read this for you, because this is good. You can see her coming out of one system into another. In, in uh, Luke chapter 1. And verse 34, then Mary said to the angel, all right, the angel comes to Mary. Uh, uh, I probably should back it up. In verse uh, 28, it says, And having come in, the angel said to Mary, here again, we got this angel thing going on. Rejoice, highly favored of the Lord. Blessed are you among women. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. All right, she was a little bit shook up when the angel appeared. You probably would be too, because she wasn't accustomed to this dimension of life. She had, the groove was not in her brain that she might encounter an angel. And neither is yours. But that's changing. It's changing. The angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Here comes grace. Everything that God does I told you last Sunday morning, everything God does in the life of a son or a daughter, he does by grace. Here it comes. You found favor, God. And behold, you'll conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. He'll be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him his father David and he'll reign over the house of Jacob. Man, he just planting vision and telling her the way it's going to be. And so what does Mary say? Mary responds in the way that the grooves and tracks in her mind tell us to respond. She responds logically. And she said, how can this be? Because I've, I've never been with a man. I don't, I've never known a man. It was impossible in her mind. And I think that's what happens to us sometimes. We begin to sense things going on inside. And the Lord leading us, talking to us, and challenging us about some things. And, and we come and we say, how can this be? I've never known a man. I have been, I, this, is, this is beyond me. My mind is blown. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit, and he tells her exactly how it's going to happen. Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One that is born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, he gives her some real insight. And this is what breaks it for Mary. He said, Elizabeth, your relative, also conceived a son in her old age. Something miraculous happened to your relative Elizabeth. It was impossible for her to conceive, and she did. It's the sixth month. You're past the first trimester. You're into where now that baby's really growing. It was given to her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be 
impossible. All right, Mary got it. Mary was delivered from the power of darkness, from the power of Babylonian what is possible, what is not possible, what can be, what cannot be, what I can do, what I cannot do. Angel of the Lord laid it out. Now, if you're not open to that dimension of interaction, if you're not willing to rise to the level of frequency, the angel will never speak to you. But he broke it down and convinced her. And the angel said, with God, nothing is impossible. So you know what Mary's response was? She was delivered out of one system into it. Here's what she said. This has got to be the response. So be it unto me according to your word. Do you see the transformation there? Do you see the deliverance there in the life of Mary? How he took this young girl that had been, had been programmed, the tracks, the grooves, the highways in her mind, to, to be like this. And that's how she responded at first. See, the Father today is in this huge deliverance. He's, he's yanking you off these commonly traveled highways and accepted highways of the mind that you have traveled down time and time again many times. And you've traveled them with a lot of other people. And we've called that logical thinking we've called that the right way to think and he's saying to you through me this morning that the highway that you've traveled on is not going to get you to your destination it'd be like me going out here on i-10 headed west and think that i'm going to end up in beaumont which is i-10 east Traveling I-10 West, however many times you travel it, however, however determined you are, I-10 West from Derry Ashford exit will never take you to Beaumont, Texas. The road that you're on will not get you to your destination. The destination that you signed up for before you came to earth and inhabited a flesh body that pre-programmed highway that Babylon has programmed you with will not get you to the destination that you have been predetermined to arrive at. So he's taking you off of that highway and he's putting you on another highway and it's not comfortable. That's what I'm doing this morning. I'm jerking you off the well-traveled highway, the well-accepted highway, and it's not comfortable. It feels, it feels a little bit strange. He's delivering sons and daughters out of this world. And again, let me say, not just a religious system, but out of the way the world thinks, the way that Babylon has programmed us. I mean, isn't that what Jesus prayed in John chapter 17? I'm going to read that for you because this is exactly what Jesus prayed, that you would be jerked off the Babylonian highway going I-10 east, to get to Beaumont, when you will never get there. And so the Spirit of God has had to deliver you out of going I-10 east, put you on another track going I-10 uh, east, uh, east instead of west to get you to Beaumont. Now watch what Jesus prayed. John chapter 17, this is exactly what he prayed. I don't think Jesus shot up prayers futilely or just because he had nothing else to do. I think every prayer that Jesus prayed was answered. In, in verse 13, John 17, now watch how, watch how Jesus prays. See if this isn't bringing you out of one system into another. 
He said, I come to you, Father, and the things that I speak in the world, that they may be, that my, they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Well, right there, that takes you out of the world. <laughs> the joy of Jesus is not something you experience in the world. The, world's, the Babylonian joy is when things are good. When circumstances are good, you're joyful. When circumstances are not good, you're not joyful. Jesus was joyful even in looking at the cross, he said, that is set before me. It was for the joy set before him that Jesus endured the cross. He was joyful. Right? He said, I want them to have that same joy. I've given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I'm not of the world. Right there, he just jerked you off one highway and put you on another one. He just flat out told you that you're not of this Babylonian system anymore. He said, I don't, I don't pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. In other words, I'm not saying rapture them. I'm saying put them on a different highway. Put them on a highway to where they need to go. Put them on a highway that will get them to their destination. They're not of the world just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them through, through your truth. Your word is truth. He goes on to say, as you have sent me into the world, also send them into the world. Jesus said we're to be in the world, but not of the world. Jesus told us time and time again, his kingdom was not of this world. That's the way he's sending us into this world with a mindset that Babylon is not our kingdom, that we have a different kingdom that we have been delivered from and translated to. Verse 20 said, I don't pray for these alone. I pray for everyone that believes on me through their word. That they may be one as you and me, Father, are one. I and, I and you and you and me and I'm in them and we're all one together. And that the glory you gave me shall be given them. That they may be one just as you and I are one. I and them, you and me, that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and loved them just as you loved me. When that, when that strikes in you, that you know that he has loved you to the same degree, same intensity, same level, that he's loved Jesus, I'm going to tell you something. You're coming out of this world system and you're walking in another dimension. That love will transform We looked at Jesus and thought he was the favorite. No, John said he was the favorite. You're the favorite. Every one of us are a favorite. Every one of us need to know that the Father loves us to the same level he loves Jesus. This prayer is so transformational. It is so powerful. Uh, he's taking us off the highway we've learned to navigate since birth. Those deeply entrenched grooves of thought. That's the challenge of this outer. That's what sons and daughters are facing, an entire upheaval in our lives down to what we read, the programs we watch on television. Not that there's anything wicked or wrong with them. It's that they create static in our life. They create uh, uh, problems hearing. They, keep, they put us on the wrong channel. We're not focused in. All right? That's the challenge we face. We can't manifest fully or arrive at our destination from this limited paradigm that we have been programmed to accept and receive. That whole level of consciousness has got to change. 
That whole vibrational level has got to come up. Because what we have known to this point, body of Christ, is not going to cut it. So don't be surprised that as you move forward from, the, from now on, from this day forward, don't be surprised when he continually shifts the paradigm. Every change that comes with within, every revelation you see, every truth that's uncovered is going to shift you within. Jesus said in John chapter 16 and verse 12, he gathers the disciples together and he says, Guys, I'm going, be, I'm going to shoot you straight, guys. I've got a lot of things to tell you, but you're not able to handle it yet. You can't receive it. You can't integrate it in. There, there are levels and dimensions and places I want to take you. Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Do you know what the mansions are? They're different rooms within the same house. Different levels of consciousness. As you hear what he says and you respond to it, you've just walked into another level of consciousness. <clears throat> now, if he said that to the disciples 2,000 years ago, don't you think that we having the spirit within us, that after all this time that we should be more ready to receive what he told Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John than they were? Maybe something like Mark chapter 9 and verse 23, where Jesus said everything is possible to him that believes. Maybe we should be more open to hearing that. Believing is an effortless response to revelation. He reveals you respond effortlessly, fearlessly in faith. See, faith takes you up to another level. Faith is a confidence in what he tells you he's already done. It's past. It's accomplished. That's what faith is. Faith isn't reaching out to try to grab something in the future. Faith is a confidence. Faith is a confidence in what he said has, he has already accomplished. And when you respond, when you respond to revelation, you believe. And you believe in faith, knowing that what he said to you, he's already accomplished. Guess what? You have just entered another dimension. And when you enter that other dimension, when you come up a notch... You can be like Mark eleven twenty three. Remember how many times we read that back in the Word and Faith day? Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things that he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. See, we ran around talking and speaking to everything, but we didn't believe. We weren't responding to revelation. We were coming up with what mountains we thought we wanted to move, and we would just go plant words against them. It's not what he said. As you come into another place, another dimension, whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, but shall believe that what he says shall come to pass, he shall have. It comes as a result of the belief. It comes, the mountain is the focused attention. Intention, not attention. It is the focused intention. It is what the mountain is what the Father wants removed. He conveys the intention to you and we set words in agreement with the Father on the mountain. We don't pick the mountains. He picks the mountains. See, that puts you, Mark eleven twenty three. when you really understand it in light of being delivered from all of Babylon translated into the kingdom of God's Son. That sets you on a highway that others have never been traveling before. Mark eleven twenty three 23 is how a person speaks, thinks, and acts who has been delivered from Babylon.
With men, it's impossible. But when God and sons arrive on the scene, all things are possible. And believing is the key. Responding to what he says. Responding to what, he, what you see him do. See, it's all about the shift to see what you've never saw in order to do what you've never done. I ought to run that by you again. It's all about the shift, the coming out of the power of Babylon into the kingdom of God's Son. That dimension is all about seeing what you've never saw so that you might do what you've never done. The old prophet Isaiah, back in Isaiah chapter 43. It's a familiar verse, but I want you to look at it anew this morning. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 19, God said, Behold, I do, behold, that's an important word. Behold, I do a new thing, now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. All right, three things there. First of all, all right, he says, behold, you need to see what I'm doing. That, that's, that's, that's the raising in consciousness. That's him speaking into your spirit. That's the translating into the kingdom. That's the thought of Babylon. Behold, see, look. See what I'm doing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Shall you not raise in a level of consciousness to be able to see it? Then he tells you exactly what he will do. A road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Look at the progression. You see it. You feel your consciousness with it. It manifests. Understand? Now, let me read Mark eleven twenty three. Hold your finger right there in Isaiah and come Mark eleven twenty three. And I want I want eleven twenty three exactly the way that is written down. here. Uh, surely I say to you, whoever, whosoever shall say to this mountain, you set your words, but the words don't come from you. He's going to reveal this. Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes, is responding to what he says. He believes what he says. He believes that what he says has been coming out of a higher level of consciousness. The mountain has been revealed. He will have whatever he says. Behold, I do a new thing. Look at it. Shall you not know it? Shall your consciousness not be filled with it? I'll make a river in the desert, and I'll make a highway through the forest. I'll make a highway where there's never been one. What, what is all this about? It's all about coming to a place you've never been, seeing what you've never saw to do what you've never done. All right, let, let, me, let me just define what's going on here. The Father's reaching down while you're on this highway of well-traveled well -traveled thoughts and inclinations and parameters of possible, impossible, I can do, I can't do. And he's revealing to you that there's no way you'll ever reach your destination. The destination, again, that you signed up for before you had a flesh body on this Babylonian highway, you're never going to get to what you signed up for. So he's reached down, he's lifted you up, he's put you on a whole new highway, put you on a whole new paradigm. 
in, in simple terms, you are renewing your mind to another, you are, you're renewing your mind to another level of consciousness. It, for those of you that are a little more modernistic in your thinking, he's, he's, he's giving you a higher vibration. He's renewing your mind. It, that's just another way of saying he just now has constructed a new highway in your mind. <laughs> he's just now put a new track, a new, a new grid in there for you to travel on. He's setting you on a highway that will have you driving in life from an entirely different way of viewing truth, different way of looking at reality, different way of seeing people, different way of seeing the world around you, and you won't see it until He does it within you. All right? So it's dependent on Him doing it within you. So don't get nervous. Don't try to force it. Don't try to fake it till you make it. He's faithful. Just be aware. Open yourself. The barriers as, he's re as He reveals them, release them. And He'll put you on another plane of consciousness, expand another standing, further revelation. As He does that, as He does that, just respond to it. Is that so difficult? He'll take you right where you're at and begin to show you what you've never seen. And when he shows you what you've never seen, respond to it. Say yes to it. Agree to it. Knowing that as you believe, another door of impossible just opened up to you. Another door of impossible just said, come on in. When he shows you something, respond. The door opens, walk in. In those times, you know what? You've just leapfrogged over some perceived limitations. When you travel on this new highway that he's just put into your mind, you've just jumped over some of the, the old embedded places where you've been. As Isaiah 54, 2 says, he's just extended the, the, the pegs of your tent. Your life has just gotten bigger. Your world has just expanded. And all of a sudden, your reality changes. And you're now seeing truth like you've never seen it before. And it all started back there with grace. Truth begins to arise out of you. And as truth arises out of you, it starts spilling over on everybody that you're around, even when you're not aware of it. All of They, they, they just are, are gleaning from you. You're not even knowing it. They're pulling out of your life, and you're, you're not aware. <coughs> right? Because your life has just expanded. I, I, I'm not talking about a theory here. I'm not just doing a good teaching this morning. I'm talking about a change. At the very core of your being. This is what the Father's working on within His people to bring about a change in their belief system, in the paradigm of their consciousness. We have been so locked into this world, far more than what we ever realized. We didn't realize how much this Babylonian system had us, how it kept feeding us through our eyes, our ears. What we watched, what we read, what we perceived. How it had done such an intricate job of programming us since we were small children 
And now that the Father's delivering us out of the power of darkness, and he has translated us into, we look back at the darkness, we look back at what was there, and we can see it. We can see how we were blinded. We can see the, 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 the patterns that we developed through elementary school, high school, college, early adulthood, even maybe up to this point. We just kept running over the same track, running down the same highway, thinking the same thoughts. Oh, we would hear teaching, we'd read our Bible, we would get the latest books on Amazon that had been written and marvel at the tremendous truth, but it never changed us. We've been locked into this world. So now, bringing you out of that mess. You're going to start sensing, I don't need to watch that anymore. I don't need to read that anymore. I don't need to listen to that anymore. That program is causing static in my life. It's causing, it's causing me to not be able to tune in to what the Spirit is saying. Right? We, we've seen ourselves, we've been programmed to be these, this little infinite person that is so confined, that is so small, that is so insignificant, that has such well-defined limitations. And we've traveled up and down that highway for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. We call ourselves finite. God looks at us and calls us infinite. The Father looks at you and says, you are finite and all things are possible to you. We don't believe it. Can't never be. Remember Mark 9, 23, Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believes. Well, I don't know about that. And then in John chapter 10, verse 34, 35, G Jesus gets really strong. In John chapter 10, verse 34, Jesus says, Is it not written in your own law? I said that you're God's. If he called them God's to whom the word of God came, has the word of God come to you? See, it's coming stronger. We've always been this infinite being, but we didn't get the word. So it wasn't reality to us. The world of impossible remained our paradigm. The world of impossible became the, the highway we lived on. Now he's saying, I'm going I'm, I'm I'm to help you to, to operate in this kingdom you've been translated into by cutting off all of the, the darkness that has fed your continued lifestyle, your continued living on a highway that will never get you to your destination. That's why you've been frustrated. You have seen the potential. You've read the books. You've heard the teaching. You've marveled at the vision. But you've been frustrated. And the frustration arises because you've been down a highway that will never get you to where you want to go. So now God is saying, I'm performing a deliverance. It's not throwing up into a paper bag. It's not casting demons out. It's a deliverance from feeding what has created the travel on the wrong highway. That's what he's bringing to you. So, so who has the correct view? You who says you're just a finite little human being or a God that looks at you and says all things are possible and you're infinite. Who's right? You are Jesus when Jesus says, those of you that the word of God has come to, you've come to the realization that you're a God. 
See, we can find, we can find so many so-called promises in the Bible. It does say they're just promises because we haven't broken through to experience them. 2 Peter 1 forces that there have been given to us a lot of promises. Now, a promise to God is different than a promise to you. When God makes a promise, it's a pledge. It's a guarantee. A promise to God is an assurance of doing something. And when 2 Peter 1 forces says that there have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises, there's no qualifiers to it. <clears throat> We call them promises. God calls them guarantees. He calls them a pledge. And he says, by, by this pledge, by this guarantee, you will be a partaker of the divine nature. So let's take the promise out of what we feel we have never experienced. Therefore, it remains in the realm of something that hopefully in the future will come to pass. <clears throat> we haven't broken into yet. And let's make them what God says. They're a guarantee. They're an assurance of what he has already done in his place. No qualifiers on it. So that now you can be a fully participating partaker of the divine nature. I'm saying the time is now that our eyes are opening, that our focus is shifting to see. He's putting us on a different highway. Highway we haven't been. I know it's a little scary, a little insecure. Shakes us up a little bit. But the highway again that we're on, they're not going to get us where we want to go, and so we're frustrated. This is part of the huge deliverance that the sons are in now. I hope you see it. <clears throat> hope you keep reaching for it, moving into it. Hope you keep letting go of things, opening up. I hope, I hope it becomes more real to you. The deliverance from every bond of darkness, the entire system of of darkness, of the world, the world system, the way we've seen, the way we've lived. And we're coming into this full realization of the kingdom of God that is within us. And he's straightening out that highway so we can see how to walk on it clearly, clearly, clearly. Let me say this in conclusion. I've said a lot this morning. You probably need to go back over and listen to this three times. God is in our minds. <clears throat> That's what's going on. He's redeeming our minds. He's delivering us out of thought patterns. He's delivering us out of faulty thinking. He's not, we're no longer can be conformed to the world. We're being transformed, metamorphosized. We're beginning to awaken to the fullness of the mind of Christ that we possess and have always possessed it, but we're darkened to it. We've always been able to think like Jesus thought. He was the pattern son to show us how we can be, how we really are. And now we're just starting to see it. So now he's clearing the vision and to clear the vision, to clear, to clear what you're seeing, he's cutting all of the ties to the world system. And he'll show you exactly what to cut. He'll show you what to eliminate and what to take in more of. And when he shows you, respond to it. it it's, it's been kind of hard to define because of something new to us. We haven't... We haven't been down this highway before. We haven't, we haven't deeply entrenched this, this way of life. But I know this for sure. I know this for sure. As our minds are fully redeemed, we'll, we will increasingly have the ability to not only see, 
but to fully know ourselves as He has always known us. And how He has always known us and how we have seen ourselves are miles apart. So the mind renewing is now to say, I see me like you see me. I see me faultless, spotless, harmless, righteous, justified, redeemed, reconciled. Every way you see me, I now see you. And in that seeing, we change from glory to glory. Amen? All right, let's cut it for right there. I think that's more than enough to load you down today. Wednesday night, we'll hook into this, pick it up, and uh, break it down just a little bit for you. Thank you for being with me this morning at the Digital Cathedral. Thank you for your love, your prayers, your support, your encouragement. Uh, I'm hearing from more and more of you that I had no idea were listening. And that's good. I, I heard must be from eight or ten people this week. I had no idea. Never met them. They weren't Facebook friends. But just got tuned into the Digital Cathedral some way through a friend or heard about it somehow. It's so good to have all of you with me. We'll see you next morning, next Sunday morning, same time. And we'll get into a little bit deeper of where we're treading now. And I know, so, let me say again, I know some of this might be, go, I, I'm not understanding it all. It's okay. We just planted some seeds. That's what I'm doing right now. I told you we were going down into some deeper waters. We did five or six weeks on Grace Basics. And I told you we're pushing out. We're pushing out. I'm going to talk to you uh, more and more. I talked to you last week about how irrelevant time is. I want to get into a whole lot more about that. I want to talk a whole lot more about the cloud of witnesses and angels and uh, encouragement from those that you've not seen before. It's some good stuff, guys. It's where grace is taking the body of Christ. I got to cut it off. I could go out for another hour. Love all of you. Thank you for being with me. We'll see you next week. Have a wonderful week in Jesus' name. We thank you for being with us today on the Digital Cathedral. We trust that today's teaching helped you in your journey to the abundant life Jesus has freely given to all. If you would like to help support us in spreading the gospel of grace, you can do so by going to donkeithley.com to make your donation. We thank you for your prayers and continued monthly support and look forward to seeing you again next week at the Digital Cathedral.